Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Philip Hands Eyebrows, the Zimmerman Zimmer. And you'll find out why in just a moment. Grow the show if you know Joe and Tom for everyone. Oh, spread the word. Have you heard Joe Marla's show? Joe Marla's show. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marla and this is Tom Fordyce. Uh, we've we have had some bad news and I'll be honest, I'm pretty rocked by it. Yeah, it's bad news, Joe, and we have a lot of fun on this podcast and we get pretty close to people who listen to it and we get particularly close to the people who support us on Patreon and whose company we enjoy on our committee meetings. But we had some very sad news about one of our favourite friends from our committee meetings which is philip hans zimmerman i'm just going to read you the message that we received this week my name is courtney zimmer and i am philip hans eyebrows zimmer's wife he was a loyal fan and committee member of the joe marler show unfortunately phil passed away from the complications of covid i just wanted joe and tom to know how much phil loved your podcast i loved watching him listen to it The smile, happiness and laughter it brought to him made me happy to see. I wanted you guys to know of his passing so you didn't think he would ever intentionally miss any of your committee meetings. I would like to say a special thanks to Joe. As someone that struggles with mental health, I appreciate your openness on the matter. It helped Phil understand the struggles I faced and, if I'm honest, I think it helped him to be honest and more open about his emotions and his struggles with me. You were definitely his favourite rugby player, and I just wanted to say a personal thank you. Oh. First of all, all my love, all my love to her. Thank you so much for letting us know. Obviously, but the Zimmer mate, when we got told, I oh, fucking hell, I didn't know. It's so weird. We'd met him a couple of times on Zoom, and we'd said his voice, we'd said his name over and over, in the sponsor and the Patreon and all that lot. So then you feel like you, you sort of your friends, or you, you at least know each other. We spoke to it, but we speak to loads of people in the world, don't we? Mm. And lo- and I'm sure over your lifetime. You've spoken to loads of people and loads of people have died as well, but you've only spoken to a couple of times. But there was something, the fact that he stood out so much in those committee meetings, his joy, his happiness, his humour that he brought into the committee meetings. Um, To then hear about him passing was was heartbreaking and I just send all my love to 
to his family about about the loss and oh, I don't know. It's really sad and just pretty shit. I don't know, like all I think, Joe, is I'm really to hear from Courtney that he loved the show is special to us. Because it's just you and me dicking about in the studio and Steve making mm. it sound slightly better mm. than it is. And really, there's not much we can do apart from sending Courtney our love, saying that we love meeting the Zimmerman and we love seeing his face in those committee meetings and how happy he was. Mm. And then the thing we can do is say that this episode is for the Zimmerman. Fuck. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do a decent job. It's that old cliche, isn't it? Oh, I'm sure he'd want us to fucking... We barely knew the bloke, and yet we got so much fondness for him and all the avid listeners to our show and all the patrons that that come up on the committee meetings. So, yeah, let's fucking crack on and do what he he loved us doing. That's all we can do, so let's do it. Zimmerman, this one is for you. Let's go. Our guests today design roller coasters and theme parks. Hello, Michelle and Andy. Welcome. Good to be here. Hello. I have to admit, I'm slightly nervous and I'm not even on the ride. Do you not like a roller coaster? Well, I do, but I don't. I don't like heights, but I like adrenaline rushes. So I have to, like, force myself. I'm with you. I'm terrified of heights. I've got vertigo. You, pardon? Absolutely. You design Absolutely. roller coasters yep. and you've got vertigo. Yep. Is that from the roller coasters or you've always had vertigo? All, always, always had it. I'm ladders, chairs, stairs, grills working on the tube. You know, yeah, it makes my uh, makes my legs go terrible and uh, yeah. So your roller coasters are all really flat. <laughs> they, they are close to the ground <laughs> flat. You know, you know, none of this please mind the gap, you know, straight on the floor. No, Absolutely. We have we have quite similar stories though, don't we? From when we were growing up, we were both really scared of roller coasters until we sort of reach what thirteen, fourteen years old, and then all of a sudden we like fell in love with them when we finally kind of plucked up the courage to do it. So uh, come from a background where we like to scare ourselves, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Traumatize ourselves. I, I do say that actually uh, uh, to my wife when I put like on a scary, gory film. There you go, and she hates it. And I don't particularly like it, but I always go, I'd rather be scared to death than bored to death. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? At least there's something going on, even if it's really horrific and traumatic. <laughs> I'd rather that than just, like we spoke about, in a padded room where you're just... Mm. Is there not an in-between there, Joe? Like, you you're mean? sitting down to watch a film with A's. Why are the only two options scared to death or bored to death? Why can't you have a pleasant film? A light comedy? Name one. Notting Hill. Oh. What? <laughs> that would very much go in the board to yeah, death would, category. To be fair. It's strange. I couldn't think of a single pleasant film. I, I'd, I'd, I, I would actually. Okay, I'm going to admit. It. Uh, I quite like the Notebook or Dear John. Have you seen Dear John? No, I was more of a Bedknobs and Broomsticks fan. I was going to say Benjamin Button. Oh, I like that one. okay. That's, okay, that's a good feel, good film. I could it's understand Bedknobs and bro- Broomsticks a bit more because yeah. that's like theme parky-ish roller coaster-ish the bed knobs it's an adventure isn't it it's an adventure you're on your bed and then you 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 twist your knob and off you go to a fantasy 
It was, it was, it was, on, it was on the film. I mean, it's on the film. You've got to turn it three what times. What I'm loving the most is Michelle's face <laughs> while she's just, saying all of this. It's yeah. just too late to do anything about that. No. That was, that's <laughs> out there now. Yeah, she, sat, she sat too far away from me to, to, to censor me. So this I is going to be I can't be grab fun. the microphone. Like. Absolutely. But, but it is, it's all about adventure, isn't it? You know, it, it's a bit like the Goonies as well. Mm. You know, hey, you guys. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're growing up and you've got your mates and you go off on adventure and the whole world is yours and, you know, the future can be whatever you want it to be and I think films like that that go on those journeys and fantasies can take you back to that where you can just have pure escapism and that's what theme parks and riding rides is all about it's pushing yourself if I do this and go on this scary ride the adrenaline rush the build-up of confidence and building those memories with families that look I was able to do this look how good I am I'm, I'm, I'm amazing and I think that's what attracted me to it more than anything else of being able to give the world those emotions of pure positive energy, I think. Well, this podcast, Joe, um, we're, we're giving it a roller coaster theme. So, uh, Michelle and Andy, if you can go outside and stand in a line for um, <laughs> 45 minutes minimum before coming back in, that'd be a nice touch. Hey, well, I'll pay you £10 to skip the queue. How's, <laughs> how's, how's that? <laughs> I'm 100%. Was the, what was the last theme park you went to, Tom? I think I went to some Red Bull one that moves around the world. And I went on a ride there and I felt with Conkers and I felt so sick. The perplexed faces here. He didn't go on a ride with Conkers. <laughs> right. Like Conkers is a mate of his. Oh, okay. He, he's only got friends that have got nicknames. Right. <laughs> so okay. Conkers is a friend. Sorry. He didn't please, play a game of yeah, Conkers. So he on went on with his friend rather than I was holding Conkers. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Yep. Um, and I felt so sick. And you know the rides where they take you to a certain point and then they bring you back the same way backwards. When we got to the end, I thought it was the end. And I was thinking, fuck, that was awful, but it's over. And then it started moving backwards. And I realised I had to do the whole thing backwards. And it was so bad that I thought I'll never go on another roller coaster, which I know is a slightly negative note to strike this early on. A little bit. Without me sounding rude. Please no, be no, rude the rude and the bad. Yeah, that's okay. fine. It, because there's an interesting psychology that goes on about ride design. Mortality becomes more of a problem for us, you know. So you, you know, start when... noticing, don't you? When you're on a roller coaster, as you get older, things start to hurt more. Well, not just <laughs> not just hurt more. I think when you're designing for like kids, even from zero up to five years of age, children don't really have fears. They don't understand what monsters are because fear is a taught behaviour. So when you're designing, you end up in meetings where all the adults are going, "Oh, that's going to scare my children." No, it's going to scare you. Your child doesn't understand fear at all. If if I if I I'm a dad and, and you know I'm scared of spiders and I see a spider and I've got my infant in my hands and I scream at the spider, I've just taught that child to be scared of that. And that's kind of those taught behaviours. Is why I'm scared of spiders and clowns. You know, funny enough, because uh, traumatic story with clowns. <laughs> what, what about spider clowns? Oh. It's spider clowns. So it uh, the, it was uh, an interesting thing for me. You know, with the spider clown, but. You know, as we get older, we, you know, as Michelle was saying, things start to hurt more. You start to notice you, you have kids, so you've got to be alive for those guys. So going on something that goes 200 miles an hour up a vertical, about, you know, 100 metres in the air and back round again doesn't seem so appealing, you know, because uh, your life insurance hasn't been paid up. Sorry, are you hot? I'm just trying to tell Steve it's really hot. Are you not hot? I've got shorts on. Yeah, you still be hot. <laughs> I've got my coat on. You you taking your gloves off, Joe? And a cup of tea. Yeah, they they weren't for heat. They were because my hands are fucked. So <laughs> apparently, someone sold them to me as like infrared gloves. What? That I went, what do you mean? Where's the light? And they went, no, no, you don't need 
like for infrared, I said, I definitely know that you're fucking stitching me up here, but I'm going to buy them anyway. Show me the gloves. Are they heated, infrared? Michelle, look at these gloves for me. Is that in any way different to any other glove you've seen? It's, it's got one of those finger touch It's screens. got fingers. <laughs> it's, it's got, got fingers. fingers. It's got fingers. It's got a palm zone. Yeah. No, it, lo- it looks like a standard glove, but it does have a finger for the touch zone. Right, Michelle, you you wear one of those gloves, I can wear the other one, and we'll see by the end of this podcast if our um, hands have got any better. Just just for the record, you don't have to wear it for the entire thing if you feel uncomfortable. Don't feel forced. <laughs> what, am I waiting to see if my hand gets hot? Because I'm pretty sure it's going to warm up. No, you're, you're meant to find out whether... Oh, fucking hell, this is about roller coasters and fucking... <laughs> piss off, Tom. <laughs> right, so I've got written down here that you designed the Croc Drop at Chessington. A whole Legoland water park in Italy. The gr- no way. You did the Gruffalo River ride. Yeah, that was we our did, first yes. one we did together. Yeah. Very first project we worked on yeah, together. We the did. rest of his, rest of history, isn't it? You That's did right. the gr- I've been on the Gruffalo River yes. ride. Yes. It used to be Bubbleworks. It did. Oh my god. <laughs> it did. I loved I, I loved Bubbleworks when I was little. Everyone was, did. Everyone did. Everyone did. <laughs> yep. Then the when smell I went, of it. Yeah. Remember the smell? Oh my god. It smelled so good in there. Chlorine. Chlorine no, and there was, it was, fizzy pop. Yeah. Chlorine and wee is what I remember. You <laughs> <laughs> mainly smelling of. The smell of fear. <laughs> That's right. Um, not quite that right, but when I went back with the kids, and I, they said, and they said, I said, let's take him on Bubbleworks, and oh. it wasn't there. I went, what the fuck? Yeah, we got Why that. is Bubbleworks not here anymore? Yeah. Do you know, that was the, fir- the first project I worked on in that role, and I remember them saying, right, so we're going to change Bubbleworks. So I oh. thought... Oh my God, we've got to do an incredible job because yeah. it's, <laughs> we've a, it's got a, to replace yeah, Bubbleworks. A John Wardley original. Yeah. You know? John Wardley. Who's John Wardley? John, John Wardley is, is, is a design consultant that pretty much designed all of the theme parks in the UK from Old oh. Towers to Chessington and, you know, about 30 years ago for our industry and our community, certainly the, the enthusiasts that support this. That was a big thing. He's the Elvis of roller coasters. Yes. He is was, it, yes. He is, is he? Oh, you're saying yes. was? Is he not with us anymore? Oh no, 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 no he's retired. Not. He's retired. Oh, he's, yeah. I think yeah. he's still involved in some things. But I was going to yeah. say he he designed things like Nemesis Orton Towers, which is legendary roller coaster. Was that his master master stroke, Nemesis? Was that his best? I think because he's. I mean, we're talking about him now, but his background was the film industry, so he worked on the James Bond films. You know, the original sort of ones, doing the stunts and stuff. And he kind of moved into the theme park one because he wanted to make those film sets a reality in, in the UK because in the UK we, we had amusement parks but not really theme parks and there was, there's a very boring difference between the two of them. And, Which uh, is what? Basically an amusement park doesn't really have a theme or a story. There's a lot of just rides put in whereas the theme park has stories, themes, lands like Nemesis is in the Forbidden Far- uh, Valley of post-apocalyptic area where everything looks like it's been at war with each other. So if you go to an an amusement park, would be somewhere that's got lots and lots of rides that you can go on as many times as you want. Blackpool and Pleasure Beach. They could, for example, make yeah. you feel very right. sick if you go on them too many times. Oh. But a theme park is more about that immersion and that experience as you're going through and exploring the lands. Oh go. my god! I've, go. I'm going to. I cannot wait to go back to another theme park now because I've never thought of it like that. I've just gone. Oh, you've named that area just because you've named it that is you needed to call it something rather than zone one yeah <laughs> you've gone oh we're going to the dragon land mm. or think it's just something else but now that you've said it like that i'm going to look at it completely different you've actually got to immerse yourself in these different zones these different worlds 
and go along with the theme to enjoy it more. We're, we're creating storied playgrounds for people to be who they want to be. So if it's medieval, it's all medieval. The food is medieval from the chicken or the boar that you're you're eating. On, and, and normally the rides look like they're made out of wood or, you know, they look like they're made out of like ballasts and horses and knights all running around. Compared to if you go to a space one, I mean, the X-Hector Alton Towers is a great example of that where you've got Oblivion and, you know, Smiler and Enterprise. It's all designed around a story of research and taking you to the edge of uh, edge of reality and back again and and that's that's kind of what we what we do we we write stories because if you can anyone can put a roller coaster into a car park they call them car park coasters and they go around and they go really quick dismissive that time wasn't it joe car car park coaster or you we can create a story about it what does it smell like what does it sound like as the roller coaster leaves the station are smoke machines going off are sirens going off are there different videos happening in with the area what me and michelle like to do is coming back to your point of you don't like to go on them anymore when we design an area that a roller coaster goes into we try to make interactive elements for you to play with while the roller coaster is going it's made me wonder, Joe, why people aren't asked to go in fancy dress to theme worlds. <laughs> Some because people do. They do. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, they do. The yeah. hardcore. Yeah, you go to the Star Wars area at uh, Disney. In fact, the Harry Potter area at Universal Studios. Oh, yeah, I've been to that, yeah. Yeah, they, they all Did buy you the clothes. Did you fancy dressed? No, I didn't know, but there were, there were people, obviously, with wands. There were people in, um, like, Gryffindor gowns. Howdy, you're a wizard. Exactly, you can go. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> you got the job. You're a wizard, Harry. With Bellatrix, Joe, are you more scared of Bellatrix or more attracted to Bellatrix? I have no idea who Bellatrix is. <laughs> what? What? Who's Bellatrix? Uh-oh. Bonham Carter. Oh yes, okay. She's Bellatrix. Yeah, I like her. I like her. She's, there's something about her. She, although she's a baddie. There's some, there's like a twinkle in her eye a bit, isn't there? It's just a bit like, oh yeah, I could. I could She's a bit on. dangerous. Yeah, I could get on with her. Yeah. I like, I'd like to. She, she is featured in one of the rides, isn't she? Yeah. Well, you probably like that one. It's a roller coaster. Well, it's, hang on, there's a Harry Potter, Harry Potter world. I know. I, yes. Harry Potter world. Yes. At, at a theme park. Universal Studios in Orlando and, and oh, California. Hell, miles away. I went to yeah. one in Watford. Is oh, it? that's the studio. That's a studio tour. Right. Orlando's a bit. Far. Why don't we have one over here? Can can we can can you guys sort that out? Maybe pull your yeah. fingers out and we we can have some conversations. Need some investors. <laughs> we need some investors. I know, a really, I know a really successful podcast network that was uh, looking forward to investing in something. Is that right, Steve? Yeah. Okay, we can make that happen. Maybe. Can you remember the investment for that area? Because I know Star Wars in Galaxy's Edge was one point three billion. What? Pardon. Yeah. So this is the yeah the newest area at Disney World and Disneyland. So both Florida and California. They spent three point five in one year, three point five billion in one year, didn't they? Right. Yeah. Let's get to the bottom of this. What is the creme de la creme of theme parks? What's the one that you go? That's the fucking cat's tits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really. It, it all began with Disneyland, didn't it? In California, Walt's Disneyland was sort of the very first theme park, I suppose. Of today, but but that's debatable because there were other theme parks in Europe. A lot of the traditional parks in Europe Bef- came before that before one. Disneyland. Right, okay. this is gonna. This is, I mean, this, this is, is this, a whole this, this different get, conversation. This, this, could get, this could get dirty. Carry on. But but the, the <laughs> Disney parks. The Disney parks are generally seen as a very very high level. The theming and sort of the world building within them is a very good standard. And most recently, their their Star Wars areas 
are very, very well themed um, and very well put together. And there's one ride called Rise of the Resistance, which is seen sort of as the, I suppose, the next generation of a theme park attraction. Why? What, what, what's, what's so good about this Rise of the Resistance? Every single corner is themed. There are no points in that ride. It looks like a, f- like a real battle cruiser that you're on it feels like you're transported i don't want to do any spoilers but it you know it feels like you're going on this adventure you get in a spaceship you take off you 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 get taken hostage by the empire and you're kind of put in a a cell and i'm not going to say any more after that after that but (laughs) if if you can imagine what that would look like if you watch star wars you feel like you're physically on it so if joe and i came to you and said michelle andy we want to create marla land Okay, it's going to be a theme park in Sussex. Okay, what sort of? I mean, budget-wise, what do we need? Are we going with Marlaland? Come down to Marlaland. Experience the man, the myth, the legend. Oh wow! He's now we're well, well, up and running. He's already well, <laughs> here we go. Wow, he's in. <laughs> he's, okay. he's in. What do you mean, experience me? I think we need to have to double check what you mean by that. Well, I don't know. I mean. You know, many, many ways. Your dark to. side. We could oh, do a Jesus horror. Christ. We could do a horror attraction. Yeah. You know where you split in two. Oh. You know you you. Well, not, I can not, see not, your. Not I can see your cogs just going yeah. like a hundred miles an hour now. So you've got you know you're, you're in a room and we've built a scientific machine and you're stood in this machine and it all goes wrong. There's an electrical surge and we're all there witnessing in and then there's two Marlows that come out of it, an evil one and a good one. Oh. We, have, we as the guests have got to save the good one from the evil one because the evil one doesn't want to be merged with the good one anymore. So we have to go through the corridors, they're all exploding, lights, you jump out of a vent with an axe and you're trying oh. to kill everyone involved with it because you don't want to be good anymore. You're quite happy being evil. And at the end, I guess, throw you into a room and you combine into the good one and we take photos and buy hoodies. So how... <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the merchandise. But how cool would that be? Like, that doesn't... Is it a great example it doesn't have to be a roller coaster that goes super fast you can be on what's what we call a dark ride and you're going through this world and it's all about the storytelling <laughs> and that's what we're seeing more and more and uh, more frequently it's what rise of the resistance is and i think that's really the future of where attractions are going well i started out in horror it's where i started mm. from building horror attractions for farms around the uk sorry um why aren't you? Why aren't you picking them up on this? Because you person? are. Because I'm so looking at you now. You design. You started out designing horror attractions. Still do, yeah. For farms, I do. Like messy what, abattoirs. What? Yes. What? Uh, nocturnal. What the nocturnal. fuck are yeah. you going on about? What do you mean farms? <laughs> well, what farms, farm? Cows, what they've got? Pigs, sheep. Yes, but Kids. why? Do they, why have farms got horror attractions on them? Because Halloween is such a big event now. You know, oh, Halloween hang on. comes up. Sorry, you know? I'm fucking idiot. You so you have mean said that. <laughs> public farms for people to attend? Yes, I thought you meant like farmer Giles's, just like farms. Yeah. yeah, I thought you meant like yeah, just rock, so, just, just, idiot. just, just rock idiot. up to a chicken farm and you know, yeah, I mean, it was the like, horror, the yeah, horror experience. <laughs> step into that room okay. and we'll show you something. You okay, know? so you do that. Okay, fine. Yeah. you still do those bits. That's what you started out. And what did you say about a dark um, theme? A black. So dark rides, which are the kind of rides if you think of a traditional ghost train. You're, yeah. you're on sort of a, a slow-moving vehicle that goes through scenes. Yeah. What we do now is we take um, really, really cool systems, actually, called trackless dark rides. They 
kind of weave themselves through the experience and we can add all kinds of movement to them so it feels like you're on a vehicle. So it still can be quite thrilling, but it's all about taking guests through a story. So they're going through a journey, through a scene, and it's sort of the vehicle becomes, well, the vehicle to take them through that. So like the Tomb Raider at uh, Chesington is yeah. now been changed into the gun. Like It's this, a lot of the same things that were there as just a ride when I was younger, so but ride. now it's an interactive dart ride because yeah. you've got guns and you can shoot all the different things like that. That's right, yeah, yeah it's a dart ride, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what else do we need at Marleland? Well, I think we've got a really strong start there, mm. Andy. Joe, any particular worlds that we want to see at Marleland? Yeah, I, w- I want the four dice. I want the four dice for Fallon. <laughs> the Fallon... The Fallon... Phallic? <laughs> the phallic, the phallic like land of four dice. <laughs> so we're not going for be... kids here. Not, it's not designed for kids. This, there, this, this that's an park. X-rate. There's, there's going to be right. really high walls Got you. and all blacked out so they can't see it. And they you. just walk past that one. And that's just everything in there is shaped. Like, VIP experience. Yeah, it's either shaped in the shape of Tom or a penis. My penis or just a penis? No, a penis. That's, that's probably better. <laughs> With eyes. Phallic land of four <laughs> dice. Penis with eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, almost there. I imagine the initial investment from Joe and me into my land will be significant. Apart from hoodies, what else do we need? Immersive restaurant experience. Say, themed oh. food is yes. is big. Uh, and it's part as much part of the experience as the rides now. A lot of people will go to parts just to try the food because you can only get it there. So we definitely need, I don't know what your favourite food is, but we need something that goes in each Tom's, land. Tom's a vegetarian, and I'm very much not. Um, there we go, two, two, two restaurants. Perfect. So Meat versus veg. You want sushi, maybe? <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. Very good. There's a ride there. Yeah, that? just, that's the phallic yes. attraction. That's, and this is why Andy's the creative, yes. and I'm the technical one. <laughs> so the meat, the meat restaurant meat will be bad. near Fordyce Land, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> but then the, ve- the veg section will be more in the hippie I want a hippie section yeah lovely I yeah. want a hippie section and like the... that could be your overnight area camper vans oh, and tents okay. you know yeah. that's where you sleep and look at the stars at night and, and you, you dance around a... the fire come by on all that you stuff. could have a big show there as well you could have like when you're in the campsite in the middle yeah. there's something going on like a feature end of day show thing okay fireworks lasers yeah, explosions colourful I, I was hoping smoke. there'd be a ride that you know when you said you were describing rides earlier about the start is there smoke around and the start of whatever dark ride we're going on because it can't be too quick if you're all hippie it's got to be a bit more you know wacky <laughs> more psychedelic going round no, absolutely you, know, you put the roller coaster in the dark have it spinning like Ooh. waltzes on a roller coaster mm. track you know put loads of lasers full of blue haze oh you know i want to know some well, from you two experts, really, what is the best ride you've ever been on? I knew you were going to ask that. What is we the best always, ride? We always get asked this question, and it's such a difficult question because like, there's so many different experiences. <sighs> I don't have one. Okay, so the, what's the different categories of rides? You've got dark rides, which you've described. Thr- is it thrill rides or something? What's the one where you just go in for a fucking 10 seconds and it's like the blast? I'm asking the 
Sorry, Joe, keep going. Blast! <laughs> a blast. A blast. Is that what it's Blackpool? A ruddy blast I had on that <laughs> ride, Joe. So we, we'd call them flat rides would be another one, where it's like a ride which is grounded in one location, so it's not got a train and it's probably got something like spins or something. Yeah. That would be sort of the rides that you go on and they spin in every single direction and they make you feel really nauseous. So like it the samurai. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be a that. flat yes. ride. Okay. But you, you could also call it, call it a thrill ride. Yeah. Um, roller coasters, roller coasters, obviously being one. Log right. flumes, what are they? Water, water ride, water ride. Okay, obvious joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I've really shit that one up. Uh, what else have we got? I think all the lines are blurring now, certainly within our industry. And I'm not going to go on about this because it's quite dull. But in the home entertainment, I don't think we can deny is just getting outstanding. Everyone, we can have VR headsets. We've got TVs the size of cinemas. We've got sound systems which really annoy our neighbours. We've got all of this stuff. So. How do we get people out of their homes? Because let's, let's be honest. You know, you've got two kids. They're excited. You've got to get up at six in the morning. You've got to get them ready. You've all got to get in a car. You've got to drive to the car park. You've got to pay money to park it. You've got to get into the park. You know, all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, we, we it's have It's almost to... like you're trying not to sell theme parks <laughs> no, to people. No, there, but no, I, I get where no, you're no, going. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with it. it. So That's it's, the key. It's, it's worth yeah. it. It's worth it because... The reason we are we want people to do that and the reason we say you do that because we are orchestrating moments with your family that you can't do at home. Let's put those tabs down, let's put the phone down, let's turn Fortnite off and let's just spend some quality time having a laugh. It's okay for, for dad or mum in these, these, these places to play, to let their guard down, to be silly. They're allowed to do that there and I think social pressures on us as adults where we have to set a good example and be a certain way to come to a place where you can let your hair down with your kids is a wonderful thing. But as that goes on, when we talk about thrill rides, dark rides and all of these things, they're all becoming one. Let's look at Saw at Thorpe Park. You could class that as a dark ride roller coaster. It's got that section in there, which is Bloody terrifying! Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great, right? Oh, I love that ride. You got the queue line with the I shotguns. I love the queue. I love the, the queue lines. Yeah, exactly. Like going into it, the whole theme starts as soon as you start queuing, the and then you're getting into it, and, I the, play a game. and you actually then, which is really good, because then you half forget about. Oh, I'm waiting fucking ninety minutes here yeah. on popular days. That's Do you know what I mean? You're in, you're in it. A theme park attraction and Immersive. why that's different to an amusement park where you yeah. just go on a roller coaster and you leave. Right. This experience extends through the queue line, through the gift shop, through the whole thing. You talk about needing to, you know, it's got to be worth getting out for the day and experiencing something that you can't do at home. However, I found this guy on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I know this guy. Uh, he's got a bike. He's somehow made, <laughs> he's made like. He's got a bike attached to the this mini roller coaster that he's got in his garden or something. And it, it does the chain like a bike of a... I'm just no, going to show you guys. Yeah, he's awesome. This little wooden box. Yeah. Oh, like Epic Dad of the Year Award, I think. And it just puts up a hill. We'll and stick this on our social feed, Joe, go. won't we? We'll put this on there. And he goes round. Is that, oh, he's still going? Yeah. And it just starts again. And you go... That's really cool. That's really cute. There's a, there's, but... a, there's a guy in America that's made one with a corkscrew over his house. What? Oh, oh yeah. Wow. If you yeah. if you search <laughs> backyard roller coasters, there's some very impressive ones. Yeah. There was one guy that made like he's made a mountain. I was going to say he made a full mountain with like carved concrete yeah, in his the, back garden the, the, as like a lockdown project. Yeah, there's it's insane. A, there's a there's an animatronic yeti in there. Again, it goes back to the funding. You know, the people with the biggest funding tends to have the bit. So he's clearly minted or stolen <laughs> lots of. I think it's vice versa. Yeah, fair. You know, vice versa. 
<laughs> Joe, should we have a little advert break? If people don't want to listen to the adverts, maybe they can search for Backyard Roller Coasters. Yeah. And see what we've just been talking about. I'm here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Go Love Yourself. It's the show where we're working to love ourselves a little bit more. Yay! I'm Laura. I'm a body confidence and plus size fashion influencer. I was also on the Bake Off. You were? Why didn't you tell anybody? <laughs> and I'm Laura's best friend, Lauren. And we're going to be talking about everything from diet culture to dating, mental health to social media, and generally just giving zero fucks about what people think. And we're going to be chatting to some of our favourite people. You'll see the photo, it's fine. <laughs> Involves some fists, but that's all we can say. Thank God we got a doctor in the house. <laughs> Your body is the least interesting thing about you. Yes. Yeah. Give me a chance, I haven't even digested my sprouts. <laughs> We've got new episodes out every Tuesday. Just search Go Love Yourself in your podcast app. Right, those were the ad breaks. Hopefully you went and did uh, some research of your own and looked at backyard roller coasters. If you didn't... I'm not going to judge it. Who gives a shit? Let's move on. Joe, I've done a little bit of research here because when we're talking about the best roller coaster ever. Well, uh, prior to the ads, we didn't actually get an answer true. from the experts. Oh. We very I mean, Andy actually said he didn't have one. Top yeah. three, Andy. So if you're going to, if you're really going to pin me down, Nemesis Alton Towers is probably one of the most ultimate examples of an inverted coaster out there it's beautifully paced it's beautifully sped and when i say paced and beautifully it means it doesn't the the intensity is just perfect for you still to be able to see what's going on and enjoy it whereas you go on one like batman in in six flags in america and it's just balls to the wall nuts it it it's just I like continuous that. Balls, balls to the walls nuts exactly balls to the walls. Yeah, it's, 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 can we get any more you know Connotations it balls to the walls, nuts vagina. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely intense as anything else. And when I was growing up doing, you know, going on rides, I was obsessed with roller coasters. The bigger, the faster, the more intense, the, the sort of better. And that's when I wanted to design roller coasters. That's what I wanted to be. But then I realized actually it wasn't the roller coasters that excited me anymore. It's the story. It's the sound. It's what's going on. It's the emotion that's got bought out of it, which then took me down that path of storytelling. So on the opposite side of that, you look at a ride like Hagrid's uh, motorbike journey in Universal Studios, where you're on physical motorbikes and there's a sidecar. So Michelle would be on the motorbike and, of course, I would be in the sidecar because we always <laughs> fight over that because the motorcycle say, we is have better. argued many oh, yeah. times over that. Absolutely. And we have to go on it at least twice so we can both go on the motorbike because yeah. it's our favourite yeah. part of the road. So. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love this. Yeah, we do. So we can't go on it three times if there's no chance that we're going to be able to go on a fourth because that's just not <laughs> acceptable, you know? Yeah, if we're getting to the end of the day, we're like, we can do it once more. It's just it's not worth no, the argument. it's got to be twice more. So that's like your top three or you. you... Was Nemesis about... the one that was at Thought Was I'm sure that was at Fort Park. Once. That's Nemesis Inferno. Oh, so okay, right. So they're completely different. They are. Oh, In- they're the same Inferno type. Is, is, is yeah. So Nem- Nemesis Alton Tower is themed around this alien that we are fighting. Okay. Whereas Nemesis Inferno is a volcano. Okay. And they called it Nemesis, so people in the UK would understand that your feet are hanging under the track from a marketing point of view, because everyone knows what Nemesis Alton Towers with. So it was all that marketing. Right. That's why they called it Nemesis Inferno. That's okay. what you mean by inversion, right? Is it that inverted. you're hanging from Correct. above? Right. Inverted so you can coaster. get inverted, you can get stand-up, flawless. 
dive vertical like oblivion i did oblivion the black hole in italy that's the one i did is that where you go you take them right to, so the one in alton towers i remember is you take them up really high and then you stop them hold them don't look down yeah and you all you can <laughs> see is this fucking giant black hole that's the one and then you drop yeah and i remember going to alton towers and not being able to go on that or it was even not being able to go or too scared but then a few months later, reading that it had got stuck several oh. times in, in, the, in that position where you're just constantly <laughs> looking down at the it black happens. hole. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. this is a bit much. It happens. It happens. So yeah. is that the same similar theme that you yeah. had in the one in Gardaland? So I did that in, opened in 2015. But the difference of the one in Gardaland is it's got no floor on it. Hang on. It's got no floor. So imagine when you're sitting so, on an inverted roller coaster like Nemesis or Nemesis Inferno, your feet, you're, you're actually under the track and your feet are hanging. Now think that you're sat on top of the track, but your feet are kind of hanging above the track. A giant armchair. So yeah, so you get that near kind of missed sensation of your feet as you're going along the track. That's what yeah. Oblivion has. And the one in Italy goes upside down twice. So you've, you've topped them. And I had to do it 84 times in a row to get the strobe light in the tunnel perfect. Wow. You, you sat on that for 84 times in a row. Talking to the engineer, controlling the lighting in the tunnel, because the problem is when you go through a tunnel at 70 miles an hour with a strobe light, it's either on or off. <laughs> so getting that You can per- miss it. So getting that perfect time where you can actually see that that light turning on and off is different. And from a psychological point of view, it's important because you don't realise you're out of that hole and now you're upside down. Two, two questions then. Number one, can you get me and Joe in, mates rates? <laughs> yeah, flights have to be included. Flights and no queuing. Secondly, is it like, do the Italians know it as Oblivion, the black hole? Yes. Oh. It's called Oblivion, the black hole. Oblivion. Oblivion. <laughs> You d- you did it what eighty four times? Yeah, you had to do it to get the strobe light. Yeah, right. As impressive as that is, Andy, <laughs> this gentleman, Richard Rodriguez from the US of A, rode the Pepsi Max Big One and Big Dipper roller coasters at the Pleasure Beach in Blackpool. But Tom, for how long did he ride them for? Continuously, it's the longest marathon. On a roller coaster. So he was allowed just to sit there and just go around. He didn't have to get off cue. Yeah, he. I don't know the ins and outs, but I guess he would sit on it for however long and then go on the Big Dipper, sit on that for however long, and then go back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to assume in the answer I'll give you, Joe, that he couldn't, there was no nocturnal mm. hours here. You assumed mm. wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so the whole thing was open so he could do this. Yeah. Mm. How many in total? How many rides? In out, in out it was just, I don't know that. Just give me <laughs> how many hours. Just, just give me how many hours you think he was on those rides for. The longest marathon of a roller coaster. Forty-seven. Four hundred and five hours and what? forty minutes. He went on those rides from the twenty seventh of July to the thirteenth of August. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they were like, "Oh, we'll do it, and he'll do it for a few days. Yeah. It'll be fine because we we'll yeah. have to run it overnight." And they're thinking, "Oh my god, how long is this guy going to stay yeah. here for?" Because the staff have to <laughs> yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah. get yeah. staff overnight. You can't just you can't oh. just put it on automatic and walk away from it. <laughs> I bet he couldn't feel a thing by the end. I mean, how, how what did you feel like after how, eighty, however many goes on Oblivion? I wanted to get off. See, I felt, <laughs> so, and they wouldn't let me. Maybe I've overdone. 
the ride a bit. That's here. right. When you go to any ride enough times, you start feeling it. I mean, when we were on the Gruffalo ride, it's it, it's really gentle, it's, but it spins. I and really you do it that. enough times in a row, you start to feel nauseous. And I'm very, very good at going on rides. I very rarely feel nauseous. I loved it. <gasps> that, 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 that reminds me back to the Marlowland Four Dice world. <laughs> What I mean, what we could do is we could kind of do a Willy Wonka chocolate factory around about you, you know, all these different, you know, foods. Yeah. Smells. Out of interest. You can get, you can. And they taste. Yeah. You can taste bubbles. Just out of interest. Why have you gone uh, with food as my theme? Oh, the munchies. Why? It's just you were looking at me quite intensely. (laughs) And then you went food and you sort of look down at my hey, slightly look, larger midriff look, I, look lockdown has been unkind to us all and after all we're going to barbecue after this so, oh, uh, really? you know, <laughs> you know, we can't talk so you're no more judgment. than welcome to join us well played absolutely well played it feels joe like we need michelle's favorite ride because yes we haven't had yours. do you know what i have been thinking about this and, oh. and there's always i'm going to go with roller coaster because mm. we can't split into, we'll be here for hours if I talk about every kind of type of ride in the world. So roller coaster, one of my favourites, because I don't want to commit to just one, uh-huh. is um, Taron at Fantasialand in Germany. Fantasialand. Fantasialand. It's Hello. a beautiful park. <laughs> if, if you haven't heard of it, look it up. Book a flight, go over there. Um, but the reason I love it so much is it's multi-launched. Multi-launched? So, yeah, so you get on the ride. So sit down coaster, no hanging of feet or hanging below the track. Where, where's where's the safety bit? Is it a belt? It's a bar. It's a lap bar. Yeah, okay. so it just sits across your waist. Um, so you pull that down, you go into a section, and it it stops. There's some tension, kind of music building the atmosphere, dun, dun. and you. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. There we go. Sound dun, effects dun. included. Fantasialand. Common. Fantasialand. Fantasialand. And then you launch off. Okay, start of the coaster. So, super, super fast. You go around the track. It's in this incredible themed world where this is like this huge um, spikes of rock all around you. There's near misses as you go around. And then you get to a point you think, oh, okay, we're slowing down now. Could be the end of the ride. No, you go into a section right at the bottom of the area. This um, sort of red light surround you. Again, atmospheric music. Was that very aspirational? Fantasialand! 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 And then, <laughs> it's not like that at all, but I, lo- I loved it. Great really? effort. <laughs> and, and you launch again, this time even faster. So it's got this kind of second part of the ride, even when you think it's over. You, you go around and you see this whole area. And, and what's really great is you can then go and you've, they've got like a themed sort of, almost like a pub area where you can have the food of the area you can walk across all these bridges there's another coaster so as an experience as a whole land it just works so well because the coaster is really at the heart of it so if i had to pick somewhere to go like tomorrow to ride that's probably my best pick there you go joe i'm gonna give you a choice Mm -hmm. yeah tomorrow you can either do the tallest roller coaster in the world or you can do the fastest which one are you choosing Tallest. In that case, Joe, you are going to king the car. I said that correctly. Mm-hmm. Why Which... is it so tall? Because <laughs> uh, it's king the car. <laughs> it's... What's what 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 sort of tallness are we get? What fuck it? <laughs> what tall... sort of height is it, Tom? Its tallness, Joe, is one hundred and thirty-nine meters. Drop. One hundred and thirty-nine meters. And they put a drop tower on the side of that. What's a drop tower? Where you sit on it and it goes up slowly, it goes to the top, and then just drops you. 
Oh God! So I've I've got to go up. No, no, you go up quick. It's, oh, you go it, up quick. Yeah, it's about 120 miles an yeah, hour. I think oh. it's the second fastest coaster. Yeah. And then what? Wow. So you go yeah. up quick, and then what happens to me at the top? You go over the top. Yeah. They call it a top hat. So you literally go over and back down, spin as you go, over a, a bunny hop, which is a, a hill that you go over super fast, breaks. Lose, you, lose your stomach. Yep. How, and that's the end of the ride. How long How long does that ride take? Six seconds. Probably, probably about 20. Do you think? It's, it's a long way up. It's, 100, it's, a... <laughs> 100, it's 120 miles, in, miles an hour in four seconds. And if it's the highest roller coaster in the world, tallest roller coaster in the world, that means um, it's going to be pretty popular. So you're looking at a 60 to 90 minute queue, and it's over in how long? Not going to be long. I mean, it's seven 12, seconds, 12, twelve seconds, twelve seconds from launch to the end. I reckon it's about twenty, oh, twenty-five no. seconds. Going to put some bets on. We're going to have to Google this. Yeah. But it's all about the thrill. And if you spend ten pounds, you can skip the queue. I'm <laughs> um, fuck it. I'm having doing fast track. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely fast tracking that one. Do you want your other option, Joe? Had you chosen fastest, mm-hmm. you would have been going to, I believe, and please correct me here, Michelle and Andy, to Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. That's right. Mm. The Formula Rosso ride. Mm. See if you can guess how fast, Joe, you would have been travelling had you gone to Ferrari World. So on that last ride, you said, what, 120 120 miles miles an hour? hour. Mm. And that's not the fastest. No. No. But you said it was the second fastest. Mm. I I believe it still is the second fastest, yeah. 130 miles an hour. I believe, Joe, it's 149 miles an hour. But what am I doing on that? Is it just like a flat zoom? There's a zoom, and then there's you spin round and... You've got to wear goggles. Yeah, it's so fast you have to wear goggles. Because of the flies. (laughs) Sand. Oh, sand. And oh. flies. Sand I, flies. <laughs> Those two. Sand flies. The, I've, worst. I've, the worst I've had is about 80 miles an hour when a fly hits you and it splats on your forehead. <laughs> that's, that's quite painful. So 150 miles an hour, I can imagine why you... The worst I went on was we're going up the lift hill on Nemesis and it started to hail and oh, we were off yes. the top of it and I was on the front row. Oh, no. Yeah. Is it better to yeah. be on the front? You know how there's always that uh, longer queue, isn't it? That you, You're queuing up. Yeah. This, oh, this is the front cart that you're going for. Is it always better? Or is it be- I always thought it'd be better at the back because you, you kind of get like more. I yeah. don't know. No, you, 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 you got it right. At, at the front, you, you feel different forces. At the back, it whips over the top. So you get that real sense of acceleration and mm. lose your stomach. A great example of that is Wicker Man at Alton Towers. That is an outstanding standing designed roller coaster for the back row it's so good oh, all these mate so we good. need to go to Alton Towers all so these as fucking as rides here, should we just go well, shall we well the rides yeah. are closed now what it's closed season yeah. when's, this is, when's, you're going to have to wait till right <laughs> when's open March. season March you must know people though come on well, it, what the, do the, they do around closed you, season you can't run a roller coaster minus zero why because of the ice and the wheels it will never make it it will stall the first time we went to go on Wicker Man or on Towers, it snowed, didn't it? It did. We couldn't go on we it. We did. We had to wait till it thawed out. It won't let you turn it on. The alarms will be going off. So presumably these are all like safety procedures. Mm-hmm. What would the ice cause like just, carts it, to come off or no, not work? No, or? just just won't make it round. It will just it just hasn't got enough uh, friction from the wheels because the wheels are designed for unfrozen tracks. So it, you it, think it never when make it's it. when it's cold as well, if the wheels contract, 
that changes the speed as well. So there's sort of multiple number of options. Oh, yeah. Well, now we're talking about, do you ride it in the summer? Do you ride it in the rain? Yeah, is it better when it's hot, cold? And that's what I was going to say on the front back. I always like to ride the front and the back because some rides are best at the front. Mm -hmm. uh, Some rides best at the back. It's kind Mm. of a personal opinion. And because Michelle is the project manager, she's got Excel sheets for all of this stuff. Oh, I compare. So when I go to a park, I know this ride we go on the front, this one we go on the back, this one we have to do both because I haven't decided yet. And I I just do as I'm told. Oh just, wow! The just, prep that goes into yeah. these these it's, trips—it's all about the planning. I just say, what colour is it? Part of the reason I'm a little bit worried to go on roller coasters is the safety. Are they as safe as they're made out to be? Because there's been a couple of times where I've put the thing that comes over your head, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't fit in this, and I have to like sort of like breathe out like a lot. <laughs> For it to then just click in, and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm just cramping, but at least I'm safe. <laughs> to have a teenager come yeah, up and push uh, yeah, like, oh and down on you. Oh Excuse me, sir, would you like an extender belt? <laughs> Fucking just squeeze me in it, will you? Squeeze me in it. Are roller coasters safe? They're very, very safe, you'll be glad to hear. And it's you're more likely to get hurt in the journey to the theme park than you are on the roller coaster. That's how safe they are. So you were talking earlier about how they stop at the top. And that's because all the systems are in control, that it knows where everything is at the same time. And they are more safe than anything else because because they have to be. And there's laws and there's inspector bodies out there that come around and check these things every month, every year, for certification. So, you know, what what we have to do as designers is give you that illusion that you're not safe because we not want to terrify you, but we want to take you on an adventure where you feel a little bit uneasy. But the amount of work from design that we have to do through from safety envelopes to, to create that illusion, you're meant to feel like that. But all of the time, it's controlled, controlled fear. It's a way to feel like you're in danger, but actually know that you're 100% safe. So if at Marlaland, where what's our, what's our ride called, Joe? <laughs> in, hippie, in the hippie kingdom. Uh, it's called the purple... Wasn't it meat and two veg or something? Meat, meat, meat and two veg. <laughs> that ride. Yeah. So if we've got to the point where you guys have built it for us, how do we test it out? Oh, because obviously Joe and I are slightly different builds. Do we have... Uh, Joe's more muscular than I am. Mm, well played. Um, well played. Are you putting mannequins in the seats? Are you putting actual humans? Are you perhaps... Joe, do you remember when we did our tattoo artist all those months ago and we talked about how some tattoo artists practice on... Pig... Dead pig... Dead pigs. Dead pigs, yeah. Oh. Pigs. Wow. I wondered why mine had that picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're putting dead pigs as your dummies to yeah. ride in. What do you do to test the safety in Marlow Land? So we do we do put in mannequins, not not dead pigs, but oh. uh, test dummies effectively. Unless it's sore. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so when a ride's first tested, because you need that weight in the vehicle to make sure it's operating as designed, you put that weight in and then you can take the force measurements. So what's checked is what did the roller coaster get designed for? So the forces that you're experiencing. G-force. And what are the G-forces that are actually on the ride? From that, we make sure that it's safe for humans to ride and then it can be open for people to go on. But that's only done once it's been fully signed off to make sure everything is operating as planned okay what about this one tom can you tell me the number of people that rode a theme park ride naked what legally or... yeah legally it, <laughs> it's it's a world record um i'd have preferred a quicker answer yeah i'm just thinking of how many people you could get on a ride anyway regardless of whether they got their clothes on or not i'm gonna say 72 
Not bad. The greatest number of people to bear all on a theme park ride is 102. A record set by enthusiastic members of the public on the green screen roller coaster at Adventure Island. Have you heard of Adventure Island in South End on Sea? I'm just thinking this was before we sanitised everything after. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that's going through my head. Would it change the safety briefing if everyone's naked because things are free to perhaps move in a way they wouldn't be otherwise? Please, please keep all loose items. <laughs> yes. Or arms. No, no loose items. Arms, legs, and other appendages. You're going over a bunny hop and then you just get a nutsack in. <laughs> the eye because you've let a 90 year old on the ride you know i'm afraid not in fact whilst we're on that another one stop pointing at me can you tell me the oldest person to have gone on a roller coaster yeah i reckon it was someone in japan they were 106 uh wow it was 105 it was in england was it yeah not japan did they live or yeah they did live it was actually on her 105th birthday and she rode it with dr hillary what? From just, the TV. You, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know why. Just in case, she just went on a, just oh, in yeah, case there just, was a problem. She either needed a medication yeah, halfway round or. It, it you know. was that. If I live that long, I hope I can still ride roller coasters at that age. It's starting to hurt now. That, that's why I need to stay fit and healthy, do the exercise so I can ride roller coasters for longer. One thing I do really want to touch on is how much I enjoy going on YouTube and looking at derelict abandoned mm, theme parks i do this and yeah. some of the ones like in is the czech republic or is it czechoslovak what is it called? czech republic fuck <laughs> used to be czechoslovakia you know like random ones in what's it called chernobyl, <laughs> chernobyl. yeah there's yeah, a, one's like there's that random one in chernobyl mm. and you're like oh my god the people going around it it's really spooky and it's really eerie isn't it to watch but there's part of me that wants that to be a theme park but that's where your horror attractions come in, you know. Mm. You've got a ghost ghost train ride that you could, you know, have open for years and it comes up for a refurbishment. Well, why don't we say we closed it because something's cursed it and all yeah. the animatronics have physically come alive and talking. the park doesn't want to advertise that and then we're kind of taken in through the back area and then we explore it to work out what was causing the curse. So, you know, it's all those sorts of stories because urban exploration is a big thing now. You know, and that's the trends that we look at when we're designing. The One of the horror attractions I did this Halloween was called Freak Out on Tour, the, the, the adventure farm. And it's because Freak Out opened in 20, I think it was 2014, 2015, and it was a clown maze. So the way I took it forward was there was a fire that happened in it in 2020, and it raged out of control as a bit of a reference to what was going on. And then everyone was doing those illegal raves, weren't they, in lockdown? I made an attraction around it where the animatronics came around and the the fires burnt so brightly, demons, clowns came from hell and took it over and it ended up turning into a heavy metal, metal rock concert at the end of the maze where you're running out being chased by a chainsaw. Why not? <laughs> Fuck me. I would. <laughs> and you thought a roller coaster oh, was scary. Fu- oh, hey, I would just love to spend five minutes inside your head. How do you box him in? How do you. Like, well. He's got ideas coming out. <laughs> Do you know, that's the thing is what I'm always amazed by with Andy is any topic, whether it's horror that's going to scare the pants off you or it's for like a children's attraction, any range of that, he will come up with an incredible idea just like that. And I'll be sat in meetings going, where did this come from? But that's awesome. We need to build that. Yeah. And then it comes to me and say, how do we build that? I have visions. And we figure that out. But yeah, it's (laughs) it's incredible. (laughs) Wow. 
Wow. Tom, have you got anything else? That is all my roller coaster questions taken care of. Michelle and Andy, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been, been a fun. pleasure. You two have been absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you. We've had, we've, we've had fun. We've insulted each other. My we've explored. Is <laughs> it? Your, yeah. your f- yeah, hand what? My, my, the palm of my hand. Yeah. I don't know if it's psychological from that glove, but it feels kind of like lightly burny. Oh, oh, no. What? Oh, no. Is that the deep heat you've been <laughs> using? <laughs> what was in that glove? <laughs> just clever. You had that on for, what, 30 seconds? Tom's had it on the entire time. Let me just take, take it, it off. Take it off, because it wasn't until I took it off. Just pulling the fingers off. Oh, he's got no hair on his hand anymore. <laughs> it's all... got no skin. I mean, I'm so suggestible, you could tell me anything that oh. I was feeling through my just hand. Like, and just agree. just across there. Actually, just really? hold your hand up. Hold both hands up. Mm. Not you. What? I've got my glove. Michelle, hold your... No, they both look the same colour. Yeah. <laughs> Unless this is How much some you sort of strange, strange ploy that you're going to sue the... Because I'll be honest, we don't really make a lot of money, so <laughs> please don't sue us. No. Had a reaction to your gloves. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell, quick. Oh, quick. Guys, you've been brilliant. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been, been a pleasure. Bum, 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 bum. Roller coaster. Ah, oh, Tom, I feel like a giant kid and I just want to go and drive to Thought Park right now and experience all the different zones because I never looked at theme parks that way. I just looked at them as rides with different like themes to the ride as opposed to the actual zones. I want to go there and experience it differently now that I've spoken to them. Well, do you know what else I liked about Andy and Michelle? It was the way that Michelle looked at Andy when he was talking about his ideas for roller coasters and the way that Andy looked at Michelle as she was explaining how she could make his theme park dreams come true. They were so in love, weren't they? It was beautiful. That re- it? I think that, no, that was really nice. Yeah. That their passion for theme parks and roller coasters is what brought them together, but also that passion like fuels them and he's the ideas guy. She's, she's obviously got ideas, but he's like the wild ideas guy. And she's the more right in the box. Let's see how we can actually create your wacky and wonderful ideas. They work really well together. It was a beautiful thing to see, Joe. I like that one. Yeah. If you enjoyed the episode as much as Joe and I did, you can now subscribe to the John Malashaw on Apple, Spotify, and Patreon. Search for, I think you knew this, the Joe Marler Show. If you'd like another podcast to listen to before the next Joe Marler Show comes out, let us recommend Death of a Rockstar. There are new episodes out now. I've been writing a few, Joe, all winter long. I think my favourites are probably Jim Morrison, Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys, Joplin, Janice, Cobain, Kurt. For that one, Joe, search for Death of a Rockstar. Hit the follow or subscribe button and you will get a new episode every single Thursday. Who we got next week then? Joe, we've got a vet. Let's talk about vets, baby. baby let's, let's talk, talk about, about you and me. me. <laughs> Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.